Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, Hour 2, News Talk 830 WCCO. This next topic is one that in story um, is a very, very um, sensitive topic to discuss and to to dive into um, because it deals with suicide. um, And whenever you're dealing with suicide, um, you're dealing with a community and people that are grieving across the board, not just the immediate family that's that's dealing with it, but um, the people – that have love for the family and the friends of the person that um, has passed away. And I saw this story in the Star Tribune um, last night, and I put it on the rundown immediately because I wanted to um, get your opinions on it. Um, 
and just get perspectives and share perspectives. And I didn't, I got to be honest with you, I, I know that I'm paid to have an opinion about um, a lot of different things. And I do have an opinion about this, but I don't have a strong opinion um, just because of the sensitive nature of everything that we're dealing with this story. And I know that uh, Chad Hartman got into it earlier. But it, uh, the story is from the Star Tribune. Kim Hyatt, I, I thought, did a, a really good job. And it, um, the byline, it says, Appeals Court, uh, law enforcement suicide may qualify for killed in line of duty survivors benefit. And just to give you a little bit of the background, do have to read just a little bit of the story so that you guys kind of understand um, some of, of what was taking place here. Um, a Washington County Sheriff's deputy who died by suicide after struggling with work-related post-traumatic stress can be considered, quote, killed in the line of duty. And his wife may be entitled to the associated benefits for survivors, the Minnesota Court of Appeals ruled Monday. Deputy um, Jerry Lannon, 58, took his own life in November of 2018 after a 30-year career in law enforcement. So this man spent his life protecting and serving us. His wife, Cindy, applied to the Minnesota Department of Public Safety for benefits provided to survivors of officers killed in the line of duty. She said her husband's death was the result of work-related PTSD after a snowballing of symptoms, diagnosis, and incidents that worsened his mental health. Now, the um, Department of Public Safety commissioner at the time, John Harrington, he denied the widow's application as a matter of state law because suicide has never qualified as a line-of-duty death. After Lannon challenged the decision, an administrative law judge backed the commissioner, stating, quote, PTSD and depression are not themselves fatal conditions and were not the immediate cause of Deputy Landon's death. Um, the appeals court sided with Cindy. It said the meaning of the phrase killed in the line of duty as used in the death benefit statute is broad enough to encompass a death by suicide resulting from PTSD caused by performing the duties um, peculiarly to to uh, to a sp- uh, public safety officer. Excuse me. The attorney general's office can appeal, but if it doesn't, Cindy Lannon's um, will be the first case to proceed under the new standard. Quote, my whole point over the last four years was just do the right thing, she said in a phone interview on Monday. Now I feel the right thing has been done, and we've come full circle. I wonder what the the general audience does think of of this story here. Um, I quite honestly, I see both sides to this. I really do. Um, and 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 maybe maybe I'll say maybe I'll say something that that that, that I I I shouldn't say. But look, I don't want um, the attorney general. Keith Elson to appeal this. I don't. Um, I I want the Lannon um, family to be able to benefit from this. But I I, I do think that it brings up a good question. Where is the line with this? When we start talking about the trauma and we start talking about the PTSD 
in all of this stuff. Who was it just particular to in terms of how we're going to go about these benefits for the survivors? Is it just like sworn in officers? Are there other people that that should probably be qualifying that are in other parts of security that protect people, but they're not necessarily uniform police people every day that's that's walking the beat? Or maybe other occupations, because it's not as though when we're talking about protecting and serving, that that's the only occupation in life where people are struggling with post-traumatic stress. It's There's a lot that's going on there. What about a teacher that is suffering from trauma from abusive students or staff that don't support them or even families? I just – I think that we're – when we say – when I think, Josh, healed in the line of duty – just my thought on that phrase doesn't fall in line with this particular instance. Yeah. It, it just it, – it, it, and I'm not sitting here trying to diminish the loss of Mr. Lannon at all. I'm not. Okay? I think that we all um, can look at this situation and understand how sad and tragic it is. Yeah. But when I think about a police officer killed in the line of duty – I don't think of this. Nope. I don't. 651-461-9226. It's going to be interesting. And I think that the other interesting part to this will be how this plays out with Attorney General Keith Ellison. Will he appeal it? And, and, And if he does appeal it, I think he's only trying to appeal it because of the precedent that it would set. I think I don't think that that Keith Elson is going to appeal it because he doesn't want Cindy Lannon to be able to get those survivor benefits, right? I, I don't I don't think that that's where we're at here, but I, I think that you have to look and try to figure out what is next. I think that I, I think that's the, the the what's next here. Um, if people are trying to figure out where is the line here and how they're gonna we're gonna kind of navigate all of this. That, I, I guess that's the one concern that I have. But th- there's no question that, I, that when I look at this and being a family member of somebody um, that, um, that died of suicide many years ago, um, I am very um, understanding, very understanding. 651-461-9226. Um, I do think that there is one person that is on hold. Let, let me see. Uh, oh, it's Karen. Karen online one. Hey, Karen. Hey, Henry. How are you? Oh, how are you? How have you been? Happy holidays, Karen. Happy holidays to you too. Thank you. Thank you. Where you been? Yeah, I've been. I've been missing. You. I, I thought about you for a, a couple of times. I thought that you may call in when uh, when the topic of Louisa Rice came up a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't hear from you. Oh, trust me, I boy, I was firing stuff on Facebook. Um, I wrote to the twins. <laughs> oh, I bet. I really, I went crazy. I, I was really wild because I was really upset. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, I so know I was. 
Yeah. And I know, and I know they're talking about something much more serious than that yeah. right now. So. Yeah, for sure. So, so, so tell me, what, what are your thoughts on this? Because, look, I, I look at this story, Karen, and I think I'm pretty level-headed when I care about our community and our citizens and everything. Mm-hmm. But when I think about this story and I think about the description of killed in the line of duty – I don't. I don't typically, and maybe I should evolve with how I think about all the stuff that the the police uh, officers are dealing with. But I think across the board, I think there are a lot of people in a lot of different uh, professions that are dealing with PS, uh, PTSD. Uh, where do you fall yeah. in line with with how how you look at or view this uh, specific story here? I I don't. You know I. I I understand how the connection is between the job and the PTSD. Um, I really get that, but the I I'm just curious about how uh, the actual families would feel. You know, my husband was killed in the line of duty. You know, line of duty per se, and then yep. mine, you know, committed. And I um, I think it just um, it opens up a whole big um, can of worms, if you will. Yep. And I mean no disrespect by that. And I because then we're talking about I what think, is the what is the precedent moving forward for for right. other cases? Exactly, exactly. And I I think I think the more pressing thing is that it, it needs to be dealt with. Yep. You know we we need to ha- offer people help. Um, you can't go through the situations that many of the officers do go through and not have post traumatic stress. It's like when I work with my refugee families too. They all. I said they all have PTSD. You can't go through certain things that people go through and not have it, in my opinion. So I, I think that's the bigger thing, and it needs to be addressed. Yep. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, Karen. I appreciate you calling in. Yeah, call in a little bit more often. It's, I mean, look, look. I know that you love the twins, but come on, give the Timberwolves a little bit of love when, when you can, if you can. I, I and I'm trying to. I really. <laughs> I told my sister that. I said, I got to get into the Wolves now because I'm lost without baseball. So, yeah. And I was way back, you know, when Flip was here at Freewell and yep. all those guys, you know, Wally Zerbiak. I was really watching a lot back then. So, yep. yeah. All right. Thanks so it's much. Great to talk to you. Take good care. All right. You too. Take care. Have a, have a Merry Christmas. I, I do think that at the end of the day with this specific story, the key thing that's going to happen, whether it's appealed by the Attorney General or not, is a very important thing is that does this qualify? Does suicide qualify as killed in the line of duty? That's what this boils down to. Are we stating that now, moving forward, that suicide qualifies as killed in the line of duty? And I think that there are a lot of people out there that will look at that and they'll say no. They'll say no. We'll, We'll just see how all of this kind of plays out. All right, 651-461-9226. Coming up next, I want to talk a quick uh, story in the National Football League about this Jalen Hurts injury. Because does the Jalen Hurts shoulder injury, quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, does it open up the NFC? Does it make it wide open? Or does it only help one team? I'll get to that next year on the league. All right, 10 minutes away from talking to Trent Tucker, talk some NBA here, Radio Home of Timberwolves basketball. Wolves playing better basketball here of late. So we'll talk to him about that. But I did want to talk NFL for a second, and it revolves around um, injured quarterback now, because he's injured, uh, Jalen Hurts, who right now, if I had a vote, and I don't, 
for the NFL MVP, I would I'd vote for Jalen Hurts. He he's been the the playmaker of all playmakers. I think he's been the most valuable guy to this point. After Jalen Hurts, I'd probably go Patrick Mahomes second. Um, Josh Allen's got to be in the mix too. So I think those would be my top three. But Jalen Hurts is definitely the guy that I would look at and say he he's the MVP. But Nick Sirianni, Philadelphia uh, Eagles head coach, uh, confirmed today that Hurts has a sprained right shoulder, but he's not ruling him out for Saturday's game against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Sirianni called Hurts one of the toughest players he knows and someone who heals fast, so he isn't going to put a timetable on the injury to Hurts' throwing shoulder. Okay? But this is my question. Does Jalen Hurts' injury make the NFC wide open? Because I don't think that it does. No. I think that it I think that it opens it up for one team. And I think that the one team is the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I will say this about the San Francisco 49ers. Everybody's talking about San Fran and how awesome they are and all this stuff right now. And I'm not sure that the the 49 like their defense is is awesome. Yeah. Best okay. In the league. Yeah. Yeah. But there's going to come a point where Brock Purdy is going to have to make plays. Yeah. And that I want to see that. I want to so um, so for me to sit here and say I'm sold completely on the Niners without knowing that Purdy can get the job done and maybe he can. Maybe this will be one of those okay like the the Drew Bledsoe gets injured and yeah. yep. and and Tom Brady comes in and it, the the rest is history, right? Yep. But until I see more Purdy I'm not sure, but it, I think this does help the Niners. But will the moment be too big for him when it comes to crunch time? That's what I want to know, kind of mm-hmm. like what you're saying, where when he needs to make a play in that NFC playoff game, can he pull it off, or is it going to be too big for the guy that was drafted last in the NFL? Mr. Relevant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but 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 the I guess the other layer to it is, though, we know it helps the Niners, yep. but, but would we say that, the Vikings can take advantage of this. Can we say that the Cowboys can take advantage of this? Because I am not sure that I look at the Cowboys and I say that they can take advantage of this. I just don't think that they're on the level of the Philadelphia Eagles. I am not going to sit here, and I know this is going to sound weird, and people say, well, this is the, that's the homer in you. Because I don't think that I, I give out many homer takes. I do, though, think that it, it – it, and do I think that Jalen Hurts is not going to play in the postseason? Of course he is. It's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, like, he's resilient. Yeah, and and he's a tough dude. Yeah, um, and he takes hits. And he he'll probably, in my opinion, most likely start this Saturday. Yeah, all right. Even though that was a cheap shot, I'll say it right yep. here. That that Bears player tried to hurt him. He put all of the weight of his body on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but do I think this helps the Vikings? Does does it, does this help the Vikings? Like, make does it make the NFC more wide open, including the Vikings? Uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm not sure that it does, though. Man, what a story that would be! Wouldn't that be just a fairy tale story where the two teams that the Vikings end up having to go through by chance would be San Fran, the team that you just got squashed by four years ago, five years ago, once they hit the next year, and three years ago, Philly, or yeah, three. 2020. That was yeah, when, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. that was the year in which yep. we 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 beat New Orleans and yep. lost in the second in the in the next round against uh, the Niners. Yeah, got destroyed. Yes. What a story. That's a fairy tale ending, and it sounds great, but uh, 
I don't think that the Jalen Hurts situation affects Minnesota at all. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, do, do I think that the Vikings would have a better chance against Philadelphia without you? Of course, because we saw what Jalen Hurts did on us. Yeah. Jalen Hurts was just marching up and down the field in that first game that we played them, and hopefully we'll play them again in the postseason yep. in a game that matters. But man, oh man, I'm I'm not so certain. We'll we'll see how it all plays. The out. defense is what I'm worried about. Yeah, Jaylen, it's the same defense Jalen Hurts torched. It's, so. it's pretty good. Yep. All right, t- coming up next, let's talk to Trent Tucker. I got some NBA questions. I know he's got some NBA takes for me. Trent Tucker, he joins us next year after weather on the. And like I just mentioned, let's talk right now. The former NBA star slash. <laughs> college basketball legend Trent Tucker let's chat with him here on the uh, John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline Double T you staying warm I'm trying to Lake man how about you hey man I'm trying to do the same my friend Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and yours hey same to you all right so first off before we get to the Wolves um, I I gotta ask you um, a personal question what was it like in the 90s, late 90s, being a, a member of the Beatles, essentially, because you were a member of the Chicago Bulls. And so everybody wanted to see the Bulls and Michael Jordan. What, what was that like? Because there's a follow-up question that I have for you based on your response. Well, i give you a quick story. Uh, 92, 93, we played the Wolves. I think it may have been fourth or fifth game of the regular season. We come into Minneapolis, we play the Wolves, and we take off the night after the game and go out and play in Seattle. We were uh, scheduled to play at the Coliseum. They moved the game to the Kingdom because they couldn't because they couldn't uh, sell enough tickets in their regular place. We went and played the Kingdom. I think about 45,000 people came. After the game was over, there were 10,000 people standing around the bus. Okay, and then there was a lady who wanted Michael Jordan's autograph so badly, and she couldn't get to him. She lay down in front of the bus under one of the tires and wouldn't move until he signed the autograph. They had to literally drag her away from under the bus so that we could take off. So that shows you right there how crazy people were about the Chicago Bulls. So hold on, hold on. Did you say 10,000 people surrounded the bus? Around the bus. Oh my goodness, that's unbelievable! All right, so so the reason and why that, that I can't even imagine that I can't. Right, I mean, and it was it, it was it was like you mentioned. It was like the Beatles every single night. It was, it was it was a show. It was an event. It was a real occasion because for the Western Conference teams, the Chicago Bulls only made one trip during the year. And that was the only time that the Western Conference fans got a chance to see Michael Jordan in person other than the NBA Finals. Mm, that's crazy. Well, my follow-up, the reason why I asked you that question is because, so yesterday, um, a lot of games I will do my quick abbreviated Lake show before the uh, the pregame starts for Wolves basketball, and then I follow it up later that night with Timberwolves tonight and kind of put a bow on everything. But last, last night I was uh, at – you know, in the Skyway studio at Target Center uh, doing the show, and I'm watching the people funnel into 
Target Center to watch Luka Doncic, right? It's Luka magic, right? Everybody's Luka. So when I think about the NBA right now, and I think of the top three must-see individuals, I clearly feel like Luka's one of the three. Luka's in there. Who would you say are your top three? Right now? Yes, that you have to like like if 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 you're paying to go to a game or you're taking your kids to a game to see three individuals, who are you going to see? Cuz I cuz last night I said Lucas definitely won, Giannis was one. Uh I I was thinking about three and I bounced around with a bunch of different people, but I wasn't really quite sure about the third. I, I am sure now, but I want to hear your top 3. Well, if you if you're going to put Giannis and Luca in there, I might go four, and I I would put Ja and Steph. Mm, okay, okay. See, I was yeah. this was the struggle that I had because I was thinking about Steph and, and and Steph and the Warriors like they're rock stars. I get that. Ja, the person that I look at Ja, I love Ja, but I'm going to tell you the person that I thought about after I got off the air was okay. Zion. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming, man. He's a monster. Yeah. yeah. He, he but Ja is, you know, for his size and his ability, I mean, he's so electrifying. And you just you, you just can't believe that some of the things that he can do, you know, at that size because, you know, Zion, we all know what Zion brings to the table because we saw him in college do those things. But when, when all of a sudden, you know, Morant, penetrates and get between the defense all of a sudden he just explodes over a big guy you just don't you just don't anticipate someone that size being able to do the things that he can do yep we're talking to legendary golden gopher basketball player and nba champion trent tucker he's joining us here on the lake show on news talk 830 wcco uh speaking of luca and the wolves wolves get the victory last night over the mavericks 116 to 106 uh luca was struggling Great defense by Jay McDaniels. He got kicked out after getting a couple of technicals. Also, Jason Kidd got ejected as well uh, from the game. Uh, it was the Wolves' night. But most notably, I mean, what we're seeing from Anthony Edwards here lately, and specifically last night, almost getting that triple-double with 27 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. I, I think that we were on to something. And it's the fact that maybe Anthony Edwards being on the ball and being the guy that's leading and conducting everything and kind of surveying. He's even said the last couple nights or games here in this three-game stretch of, of or three consecutive wins that with him initiating the offense, that it's fun for him. He likes this, and he sees the court differently. Your thoughts on Anthony Edwards playing a lot more point guard? Well, I think he can play it for you know certain parts throughout the game. But you don't want him to become your primary ball handler and distributor, you know, because you're going to need him to score. And and if he if he's a player that the defense at some point in time will recognize where he's going to be more times than not, then they can design you know a defense to kind of take his game away from him. You know, being able to to use him when he's interchangeable, I think is very good now because the defense can't lock in and play a certain type of defense to slow him down. So by moving him around on different places on the floor is a huge plus for the Wolves. And right now, by him having the ball in his hands a great deal, it's a new look. And the defense hasn't hasn't seen that before. So he's kind of catching them off guard. But I think if he stays there for a large portion of the season, you know, they may figure him out. I do got to give him a lot of credit, though, because he's done a pretty good job of uh, distributing the basketball because 
we saw this over the weekend uh, against the Clippers, even some against the Trailblazers, where they're just running. Mm-hmm. They were they were running some double teams at him, and he said, "Nope, nope, I, I'm going to find a guy that's going to that's going to beat you." And sometimes, you know, whoever he got the basketball to was going to beat him, and a lot of times not. But he's making the right yeah. decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, as you mentioned. I think it's uh, it's an added bonus to his game for sure, because you know, once this team kind of figure out exactly who they are and what they're going to be and become a consistent playoff team. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to need that extra game to go along with his success at playoff time, because we all know that at playoff time, you see a guy in a four out of seven series, you're going to figure out, okay, how do we make adjustments to slow him down or take certain things away or try to force him into situations where he can't operate from a sense of strength. And when you're able to counter what the defense is doing, that's a plus for your team. Double T, how many minutes and how should the Minnesota Timberwolves be utilizing Nas Reed? Because it shouldn't have to take Rudy Gobert to miss a game or two or, you know, Cat to miss extended time for Nas Reed to, uh, to get more minutes. Last night he was dominant, 27 points, 13 rebounds. How do you think that the Wolves should be utilizing him? Uh, they have to utilize him the way they are is because those two guys, you know, are your one and two guys up front. And he's, he just has to stay ready. He's been a true pro. He's shown you exactly what being a pro is all about. When it, when his number is called, he goes in and, and he produces. I think he's a very good basketball player. Uh, the tough thing for him at this stage, he's playing behind two guys who makes a whole lot of money. <laughs> but, 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 do, but do you think that he should get more minutes, though? And the reason why I'm, I'm asking that question is because, I, I, quite honestly, and I've said this to people in the organization, I'm not, I'm not sold on uh, getting bigger is a, is a good brand of basketball for this squad. They play better when they play small ball. And I think some of that includes Nas Reed just because he can step on the perimeter and, and he can shoot the basketball a little bit. But I guess my question is, is that, like, when we're seeing early on games where he's – DMPs like there should never be a DMP with Nas Reed. Well, it you know he has he has been he has he has been able to come in and play a role. Now, if you expand that role on a nightly basis, will he be as productive? No, because as I said, so so now what do you, so what do you take minutes away from who? Do you take minutes away from Gobert? Do you take minutes away from Carl Anthony Towns? When Towns comes back, you know he's going to resume his normal position. And I have to believe that Rudy Gobert is going to do the same thing. At the end of the day, I think he, he deserves to play a little bit more, but he but he's in a numbers game. He's stuck behind two guys, you know, who make a whole lot of money. And right now, you know, the guys with the bigger paycheck that still can play, you know, they're going to get the minutes. Who's the best team in the Western Conference, in your opinion? I think the, right now I would say the Pelicans are the best team in the Western Conference. Mm. I like the Pelicans. I, right now, I like their makeup. They're young. They're athletic. They get after you. They're aggressive. If they can keep uh, Ingram healthy and the way that Zion is playing. If they can keep him healthy. Play. Zion's the one you got to keep right. healthy. <laughs> right. right. And, I think, and I think if all three of those guys can stay healthy, you know, they got young guys who are very good defensively. They're very active. They can run the floor. Um uh, they can they can defend you know they can rebound if if they if if Willie Gray can find a way to just continue to keep his star players healthy for a large portion of the season 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised seeing them as the number one team in the Western Conference when it's all said and done. All right, the Wolves have won three consecutive games, so they have uh, ascended. They're in the eighth spot right now in the Western Conference. The team that start off red hot, but they have struggled here as of late, the Utah Jazz. They're even in the ninth spot right now. The Dallas Mavericks are in 10. But the L.A. Lakers at 13-17 and 17, um, and the Golden State Warriors would not be a part of the play-in. Is it time for us to go ahead and say, not with the Golden State Warriors because they're going to get Steph back, but it looks like Anthony Davis is going to miss a month um, or maybe even more with a foot injury. Is it time for us to go ahead and say, you know, that they're washed, that they're done, that they're it's put a put a bow in up uh, in in the uh, on the on the LA Lakers season? Because I just don't see it happening. LeBron's playing out of his mind still at 37, and I just I think because of how volatile the situation is with Anthony Davis' health, I just don't think that they're a reliable team that we can look at and say they're going to be in the postseason. I agree with you. I think the one thing the Lakers need to entertain, and some people might, you know, think I'm I'm crazy if I was in LA. If I was the Lakers, I would be looking to trade LeBron James. Because if if you if you want to have a better team in the future, you're going to have to get draft picks and maybe some players in return. And right now, LeBron James is the only guy on your team that might be able to do that. I don't know what he could get in return. Yeah, I don't know if a good, I don't know if a good young team is willing to break up their young core for LeBron James, knowing that maybe a year or a year and a half from now, LeBron James could be out of basketball. So let's say LeBron James leaves basketball in a year or a year and a half from now. Where are the Lakers going over the next ten years? Where are they going? Yeah. They have no draft picks until later in uh, later in in this decade, right? So where are they going to go? So if if the Lakers are serious about being, you know, in the playoff picture ten years from now, five years from now, three years from now, they're going to have to really consider thinking about trading LeBron James to see if they can get something in return. Yeah. Hey, Double T, man, you are the best, man. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you and yours, and I'll be uh, talking to you soon. All right, thank you, Lake. Stay warm out there, man. All right, take care. Likewise. All right, that's Double T, Trent Tucker, joining us here on The Lake Show. Hey, we'll take a break, wrap up the hour very quickly before the top of the hour break here on The Lake Show. I mean, the timing on this could not have been better. Because Mariah Carey is on television right now. They have a a Christmas special. Mariah Carey looks amazing right now. My goodness. Phenomenal. Get away from Nick Cannon and see what happens in your life. Like, I got to say this, man, because everybody was a – I don't know if you're a Mariah Carey fan from 20 years ago or what. She looks as good right here on television tonight as she's ever looked. Makeup can't make you look that good. That's natural beauty right there. I'm dead serious. Like, no, no. Yeah. But I'm talking about like, 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 she, I, I don't know, man. I, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Is it Peloton? It might be. Is that it is Lifetime Fitness? Got to put that on my Christmas list. Respect. I got, put some yeah. respect on my. Put some respect on Mariah Carey's name. Yeah, make make uh, make Mariah Carey mainstream again. That's for sure, because it is the season of Mariah Carey, as we all know. I gotta check in with with Chris Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, who covers the Timberwolves. He is the biggest Mariah Carey fan 
on planet Earth. No, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. What's wrong with it? No, I'm I'm on board. I'm going to text Chris here in the top of the hour break. Uh, Speaking of top of the hour break, uh, the next thing that I want to get into is uh, it's about Donald Trump. It's Trump-related. How is Trump viewed now? We get to that next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 